0: This is Equipping Eve, the podcast that seeks to equip women with fruits of truth from God's Word. In his second letter to the Corinthians, the Apostle Paul wrote, But I am afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, your minds will be led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. A sincere and pure devotion to Christ begins by being grounded in His Word. So let's open our Bibles, ladies, and prepare to feast on the truth God has given us. Well hello ladies and welcome to Equipping Eve. I'm your host Aaron Benziger. Thanks for tuning in today. If you've been listening the past couple of weeks you know that we are walking through the Gospel of John and uh, kind of divvying it up as I feel appropriate but there's no wrong or right way to do it. So last week we talked about chapters two and three and today we're just going to focus on chapter four. Um, here in the Gospel of John. So turn, ladies, to John chapter 4. And of course, this starts out with the very familiar story of Jesus and the woman at the well who was a Samaritan woman. And I have to tell you, I love this story. And I have read and reread it so many times in recent weeks because it's just something that God's been using to teach me lately, and I'm so thankful for that. And um, I've been listening to different sermons expositing this text, and um, one even looked at it from a different angle, um, just with a different focus, and looked at how Jesus evangelized this woman. So, you know, it was an evangelism sermon drawing from the story of the woman at the well. And um, I just loved it. So um, I'll have to link that to you at equippingeve.com. And you'll be able to find that there. Uh, So we're going to dive in here, ladies, to John chapter four. And don't forget the context here. Uh, If you were with us last time, or if you know your Bible, you know the gospel of John chapter three, we just came off of the story of Nicodemus the Pharisee coming to Jesus by night and asking him questions how can a man be born again um you know how can a man see the kingdom of God this and that and so Jesus has this conversation with him describes that you have to be born from above that it's a work of God in you that saves you uh, which was significant for Nicodemus as a Pharisee of course uh, someone who lived by the law um, both God's law and man's law and um That's why this story following that is so powerful, I think, because you just see the different approach that Jesus has. You know, he was evangelizing Nicodemus, and now he's evangelizing the Samaritan woman at the well. And um, just his different approaches, we can learn from that. You know, Nicodemus could have that cerebral lofty conversation. This woman That's not who she is. She's not stupid by any means. We see that when we read this story. Um, But she's not a Pharisee. You know, she's the complete opposite end of the social spectrum. So uh, let's, I'm actually going to read a little bit of this uh, for you ladies, just because I I love the story. So I'm going to start with verse 7, John chapter 4. A woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. So, just to stop there, ladies, Jesus is breaking all kinds of social barriers. And I'm sure you've heard this before. Not only is he talking to a Samaritan, he's talking to a Samaritan woman. And, you know, women were just completely useless at the time in the minds of that particular society. So he's talking to a Samaritan, talking to a Samaritan woman, and as we'll find out in a moment, talking to a Samaritan woman who is um, less than pure. So that's something for us to keep in mind that Jesus is doing this and that he's taking the initiative here Jesus said to her, You are right in saying, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. I mean, and what a time for the disciples to come back, right? If I'm the woman, I'm like, go away. I was having this great conversation. You'll never guess what this guy just said to me. He just said he's the Messiah. Can you imagine being this woman? and can you i i just picture so much compassion coming from jesus in this conversation or else this conversation wouldn't have happened the way it did you know he didn't say to her you're right and saying you don't have a husband you've had five and the one you're with mm-mm, you're not even married to him no that's not what jesus did he came to her with compassion he was blunt and honest in his evangelism But he, a bruised reed he will not break, right? He came to this sinful woman with love and compassion, the love and compassion of the Savior, of a true shepherd. And after this encounter with Jesus, you know, the disciples show up and they're like, oh, hey, you're a rabbi, eat something. And he's like, listen, you guys have terrible timing. Um, (laughs) No, not really. you know, and he sets the food aside, and he's saying, Listen, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Lift up your eyes, the fields are white for harvest. And if you turn to verse thirty-nine, it says, Many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. So this woman, she talked to Jesus. Probably when the disciples showed up, she turned tail and ran into the city and said, um, you have to come meet this guy. And they're probably thinking, uh, okay, she's got another guy she wants us to meet. (laughs) How many guys do you need, lady? She's like, no, no, no. This one, this man told me all I ever did. Could this be the Christ? And so they came to him, and they listened, and they asked him to stay. And he stayed with them. He stayed with the Samaritans. And then the people said, it's no longer because of what you said that we believe. We've heard for ourselves, and we know that this is indeed the Savior of the world. So she goes out, and she shares Christ as soon as she meets him. Is that something we do? You know, I know there's a lot of zeal when you're first saved, most of us, and then it kind of fizzles out. Uh, But we've met Christ. We know Jesus. We have what people need. Why are we not sharing that? And I say that ladies as a conviction for myself, not to just point the point the finger. But again, let's go back to John's purpose statement. He wrote this so that you might believe, and we see this again in verses 41 and 42, many more believed because of his word. We've heard for ourselves, we know that this is indeed the savior of the world. I mean, those are strong words. And then we go on to verses 46 through 54, and we see that Jesus heals uh, this official's son. And so again, remember the context, we're getting boom, 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 we're getting all these evangelism stories of Jesus. First we get Nicodemus, then we get the Samaritan woman, now we've got this official. I mean, and the spectrum is astonishing of people who are coming to Christ and who he is evangelizing and who are believing in him. I mean, think about that. I never really looked at John from that perspective before. And again, I think uh, that's sometimes a a danger. Um, maybe danger is a bad word. Uh, you know, just a hindrance of this expository type of preaching that goes word by word um, or verse by verse. And I'm not putting that down because I think that expository preaching is certainly the best type of preaching. But I think we need to have a way to do it where it's balanced so that you aren't missing the forest for the trees because the forest is pretty awesome sometimes and when you sit and focus on one word for you know two or three hours at a time you completely miss the forest and now you aren't seeing the connections you're not getting the crux of the book or the chapter or whatever Um, and so I never really sat and thought about the fact that we have all we have these three evangelism stories and we're looking at the spectrum of people. So here we are. And now he's healing this official son, and he does it with a word. The official says to him, verse 49, Sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus said to him, Go, your son will live. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went on his way. Jesus healed with a word. That's power. That's God right there. And this man believed. And so he left. He believed Jesus, and he left and headed back toward home and found out his son was recovering. really amazing, isn't it? Do you see why I love this gospel so much and why it's just, um, it's been exciting for me to walk through it again. So I hope you're enjoying this so far, ladies. So as uh, an Equipping Eve endorsement today, uh, I'm not going to endorse a specific book, blog, product, whatever. Um, I'm just going to say, you know what, and this sounds really cheesy and cliched, but I'm going to say find something you enjoy doing in your downtime and your free time and do it. I know that's really easy to say, and we're so busy and it's hard to find time because I'm that person who never takes time to do things I enjoy. But it is amazing when you do stop and take the time, how refreshing that is. And it's okay if it isn't sitting and reading the Bible. You should be doing that and (laughs) studying and being in God's word. But it, it doesn't have to be something like spiritual. You know, you don't have to sit and pray for four hours at night. Go for a walk, bake some cookies. I love to bake and I find when I bake, which I do pretty infrequently because then I end up eating it, um, yeah, it's relaxing for me. I enjoy that. I, my jaw, which is perpetually tight, loosens, you know. I enjoy that. It's something I enjoy. I read a book, um, do a word search. I don't know. I love word searches too. But I encourage you ladies to try and find some time to do that as a means of refreshment for yourself and just rejuvenating yourself. Um, You know, don't take 10 hours a day and sit in the hot tub because that's not productive. Uh, But it's okay to take a little bit of time and just do something you enjoy and praise God for that, that he gave you that thing that you enjoy. He gave you uh, a love for it and praise him for that time to do that all Every good and perfect gift is from above, and that includes having some time to bake some cookies or do a word search. So that's my endorsement for today. And as a parting thought, ladies, you know, are we willing to talk to these people whom others reject? I venture to say most of us wouldn't have gone up to the Samaritan woman at the well if we knew about her life, which obviously Jesus did. And I'm not saying we have to go outside of you know our comfort zone or into a dangerous place. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, you know, we all know that there's someone who nobody really wants to talk to, but that person needs Jesus too. You know, are we willing to do that? Is that something we're willing to ask God to, um, you know, soften our hearts on? Because I don't know about you, but I'm thankful that Jesus does doesn't shy away from great sinners. That He didn't shy away from great sinners because I am a great sinner and so are you. But Jesus is a great Savior. All right, ladies, until next time, get in your Bibles, get on your knees, and get equipped. Thanks for listening.